Thanks for downloading this Centre for the History of Medicine in Ireland podcast. For more information on the centre, go to ucd.ie forward slash history forward slash chomi. In this episode, a recording from the medical training, student experience and the transmission of knowledge circa 1800 to 2014 symposium, which took place in the UCD Humanities Institute in October 2014. The symposium was organised by Laura Kelly of University College Dublin and was generously supported by the Irish Research Council and the Wellcome Trust. Podcasting was by Real Smart Media. In this episode, a recording from Panel 2, Student Culture and Experience. The paper, The French Med Student Carabin is No Longer What It Used to Be, was given by Alan Cobay of the University of Rennes. Well, the French medical student is no longer what he used to be. Our purpose is to recall the origin of these uncommon rights of French medical students to show whether these rights have faded or persisted during the last 30 years to indicate their current evolution. The word caribin has been applied to medical students since the 1800s. It sounds colloquial. Its use could lead one to believe a general and stable unified folklore, when in fact the word is applied only during a brief phase of the student's life and for particular periods and cities. It all started during the revolution when medical and surgical studies were merged together. Surgeons' constraints of daily attendances at the hospices and autopsies were added to those of physicians classical humanities and bookish erudition. Youth and loneliness prompted novices to integrate into the prominent group of medical students, disturbing because of their mysterious rights, but welcoming after the bizutage, parodic ordeals, that is, aging or ragging. Aging or ragging. Overnight, these teenagers were emancipated and hardened. An extract from Professor Givarch on medical students in Paris during the Commune, 1871, allows us to announce a framework of this talk which follows a typical day. Medical students form a special world, influential in their number and in the length of their studies, their maturity formed at the hospital to which they had to walk every morning when the chief called out their names. They had to face suffering, purulence, foul odors, through their daily presence in the Quartier Latin every afternoon in the dissection pavilion and then during lectures. At the hospital first, in the morning, every student attended the bedside teaching. The former surgeon's boy's apprenticeship had slowly lost its effectiveness, becoming a rambling stroll along the wards, a succession of shameless clinical examinations in awe of the valuable knowledge pronounced by the head doctor. Nothing but inaudible confabs and obscure decisions for novices. Jean Reversi, medical doctor from Lyon, in his novels, renders many of these hospital eye masses. The medical aid during his ward rounds, his weariness, his whim, the rising medical enmities, the chair carrying none, the assistant's fatigue, the presentation of the ill in the amphitheater. Unfazed, the students saw only the gap between displayed values and actual behavior. 
This is where Léon Daudet deciphered teachers' intrigues and pettiness. Downtown, Calabas were the most restless group among students. Their monomials were the most dreaded demonstrations. They plotted to avenge the injustice of a punishment or the arbitrary nature of an oral exam, also known as footlicking, according to Léon Daudet. Right in the center of the town, on cue, they laid their hands on the shoulder of a comrade. Thus, a long human ribbon was formed in an instant, interrupting traffic while leaders chanted, What is Mr. X? And student crowd responded, Is... <laughs> or saw some other abomination. <laughs> when revenge was consummated, was consummated, it set off again, looking innocent and feeling as light as a bird. This ritual of student camaraderie has disappeared. The dissecting room during the afternoon inflicted more symbolic violent, violent shocks. It imposed deep meditation and strengthens materialism often encountered in medical students. Having overcome the confrontation with death had forged a definitive singularity. Clemenceau, the statesman, who had been a physician and a temporary house doctor, recalled, all writers speak of man without even knowing what he is. They have forgotten to open and disassemble him. Having dissected and explored other humans, we have reinforced the myth of insensibility. On his fireplace, one always finds a skull in place of a clock, and it does more than just show the progression of hours and time, it also shows its ravages. Let us remind ourselves that the condition of those dissections were rustic and that smoking was a way to thin the hair while giving composure. Even if they have charm, these anatomical studies can't charm the sense of smell. Tobacco favorably replaces cologne, so a medical student is forced to use perfume morning, noon and night. So he needs a good large pipe which devours half a kilogram of tobacco. <laughs> a century later, this derivative is recounted by the title of a short story by Paul Nizan. Lament of a Caribbean who dissected his girlfriend while smoking two packs of Maryland. 1824. <laughs> In the amphitheater, Awaiting the arrival of the professor, they sang. In an era of prudishness, what a privilege for medical students to start singing in harmony, to chant, to drum rhythmically, body songs. On the whim of the day, they stuck up a satiric kyrie or souvenirs of a crab, or seriously declaimed the verses to a loose woman or Loth's daughters of Alfred de Musset. Breviaries were often enriched with highly exaggerated and pornographic illustrations. They are still bought by many caravans, but tunes and texts are forgotten and few are sung. The decline of this repertoire is corollary to the ease of its spread and popularity. 
in compensation for their individual submission in the hospital during the morning, medical students make sure they are collectively respected and honored in amphitheater. Way to the hesitant speaker, to the grandiloquent, the demagogue who made jokes for they are to suffer the mortification of irreverence and devilish background heckling. They are to avoid certain words or sexually connoted syllables. Otherwise, the forfeits of this implicit game were upset screams or heavy and languorous sighs reverberated by everyone. Earnestness was over. From now on, listeners were more attentive to the master's errors or loss of temper. This unruly dissipation was known in town and still is. At times, in, the, in their uncomfortable maids' rooms, medical students still studied. The Goncourt brothers described them as being enthralled by work. This is even truer today. For Carbin, the boundary is blurred between work and private life. Studies are only one of the life's dimensions for students in sociology, while they are at the heart of it for the medical students and even constitute the core of their socialization. Here ends the novice, the novice, novice's day. What about resident and non-resident students, in French, interne et externe? They were recruited through an optional and fearful competition. In case of a success in hospital, the, their life was hard because of the stress due to invasive procedures, duty periods, confinement, hierarchy, discipline. Nevertheless, there was compensation the common life in the intern's waiting room called interna. Within the, within the walls of the hospital, the interns were a scene of subversion and hoaxes. The interna was a near private place, like a club, but without comfort or luxury, a sort of dining hall, recreation and rest room. The hospital administration could not intervene. The arbitrary rules were disconcerting. Any brutality was prohibited, but the vocabulary was raw and the banter manly. The wildest interns maintained an entertainment through games, alcoholic or indecent forfeits, throwing of foods, water buckets, etc. This expression of infantile regression was also made during military service in Libourne, near Bordeaux, where all the medical professionals were trained. Witnessing seniors rambling, reproducing with them the obscene rites of toddlers, created connivance. But this had to remain secret, so very few papers exist about all this. The Baudi songs were better known here than in the amphitheaters. Their common themes, prostitutes and sexual athletes, being painted on the walls with the head of medical staff. Through their extravagance, these frescoes still stagger the uninitiated visitor. They are today the most resilient caravan's tradition. It is in the internet room that the archetype of caravan reaches its apotheosis. 
youngster tried to imitate it extramuros, impressed by the gallantry and the liberty worn by their elders. Surgical interns have had an even harder apprenticeship. It aims to the per- at the perfection of automatism. The beginning was almost a dressage for gloves, knots, scissors, and washings. The stages of dressing that finally allow entrance in the operating theatre, like the priest in charge approaching the altar of sacrifice. It's, it is a time of promiscuity because the chief gets me because the chief can be seen in briefs, requesting to be scratched, being independent. It's a moment of attentive mimicry. The tension is high because the intervention is a succession of calm or dramatic moments, when the head is, at the, is the last bastion against lurking tragedy. These moments of extreme self-control of the master compensate its, its strictness and sometimes his wicked compla- uh, complaints. People tend to speak for them of learning by slapping. Young for young surgeons, farewell recklessness of use, so they are more in need of outlets. A few character traits of the traditional caravan persist today. Why? Folklore was a response to threats which are not as tough. During the first year, which ends in France with a competitive examination, students' approvals no longer hold the former meaning. They must be interpreted as a form of sabotage for those who must repeat the year and want to preserve their early lead. Abusers have made ragging illegal. It even became a taboo subject. After the competitive examination, the lecture halls are depopulated, so the uproars are no more. The medical student has no longer a monopoly on the knowledge of human body. Morals have changed as a result of the contraceptive pill, early sexuality, easy access to pornography. The many autopsies have been replaced by simplified diagrams and preparations. The French hardly sing at all, and feminization makes the misogynist repertoire uncomfortable and irritating. Noisy outbursts leads to complaints. Loneliness is reduced by the use of the telephone, social networking, Skype, etc. Managers and patients enforce peace and quiet in hospital. The interna, once restricted and elitist, now brings together hundreds of physicians. Since 1969, every student becomes extern and will be intern till 2004. But Carabins has still keep strong and constructive characteristics, although more discreetly. Medical students are described by sociologists as the real students because they combine a professional project, an intellectual vocation, and a strong integration into academic society as students. The particularities due to the activity are varied. First, their early choice for a specific and all-consuming career, followed by the attraction to responsibility. It is also the use of the caravan slang, both expressive explicit and expressive concerning sex and excretory register. 
the discourse tends to joke. It plays down, trivial, trivializes, removes emotion. It is marked by exuberance, vitality, optimism, erot eroticization. Note also, as did Dr. Veyron around 1840, a real talent for analyzing everything and everyone all day long. Once started, the diagnostic machine does not stop. This behavioral habit passes for clinical detachment. However, it's not so. The doctor has simply learned not to be surprised. All these features are lasting all life long. Maurice Barrès, for example, reproached Clemenceau to be an old caravan, a lively but slightly, slightly vulgar man. Thank you. The link with masters is essential for medical students, yet often passed over in silence. If it has not occurred within, within his family or a stay in hospital while being a child, the student may wait a long time before meeting his influential role model, which gives patience and just proportion to the behavior of teachers. Otherwise, his Olympus shall fall to half-crazy people, petty, ignorant, ruthless obstinates, indifferent to human misery, as Leondo declaimed. Myths come alive in cruel skits, increasingly disturbing with each repetition, supporting the notion that the job leads to insanity. The medic folklore then becomes a form of revenge fueled by gossip and heroic traits. We would like to call them master. Students describe their readiness as a form of socialization, but also a way to discipline teachers too indifferent, too far from the ideal image of the bosses. In 1813 and 14, we conducted two surveys to those admitted into medicine, giving us indications that confirm several of our previous observations. About the vocation, 44 had chosen medicine before the age of 15. About lectures, only one and one and a half percent think that the emphasizers are too serious, even sad. 20% say all nuts, including myself. Six, 70, 57% memorable collective chaos, airplanes. About the workload, exhaustion at the end of term, and I found myself to be superstitious about the programs. Half of them uh, think that uh, some subjects are taught only for selection, and they would like more social sciences during the first year. Finally, let's talk about the future. Corporate associations and La Faluche tend to be the conservatoire of our former working and integrative traditions. They extend the spirit of réjouissance, rejoicing, such a typical French word dating as far back as the age of Renaissance. In Rennes, the Acarian Association recruits a small number each year and celebrates Rabelais with members of all ages. Their dinners are private, noisy, and obey a foolish ceremony. Overflows are avoided by a woman known as la censure, acting as the treasurer of the internet. Beyond the barriers of age and rank, this kind of folklore gives momentary commonalities to medical students from their different outsets and outcomes. So, abiding to Caraba 
In France, today, is a choice and not a constraint. Though all medical students grow year after year, features which connect them to a tradition that dates back to over two centuries ago and helps them overcome many things. Thank you. <laughs>